0: this kicks in here we go hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the mma huddle it is monday we are back it is makachev versus moise it is going to be a sick main event a five rounder i hope everyone is doing well hope life is treating you all well i'm just going to quickly pop this on the social media feed so people out home can tune in or if you're at work listening via audio as i do with some stuff i hope you're all checking in on the podcast this week uh, for anyone who wants to know, it's coming to Rome. England lost the Euro final, and not being English, I don't mind them losing. But then again, carismation, carismations to uh, you English folk. But like I said, it's the, it's the hangover. It's the hangover of Conor McGregor's downfall of his career. Let's say it's like, what do you say to Con- What do you do with Conor McGregor's career? You know, for me, I, I don't know. Like I, I am absolutely bewildered by Conor McGregor's career now. I don't know where he goes from here. I don't know what he's going to do. Broken leg. Uh, he's he's talking about wanting to fight even. Your boy Dana White's talking to him about, you know, getting the matchup made again. I don't think it should happen. I don't think he was doing well in the fight at the start of the bout. He he had a good start. Don't get me wrong. Conor McGregor had some land shots, but Dustin Poirier was closing distance well. He was getting just on the end of the punches that Conor was throwing, and countering superbly well. He got the takedowns, you know, Conor did the takedowns, but Dustin did the wrestling game so well the rumor is john kavanagh believes that he was winning the round uh conor mcgregor that is i don't know what he was smoking and then you got them saying that he had an ankle injury before the fight which pff, they don't know if it made a difference they're coming out of all sorts of i don't want to say excuses but i i i just can't i can't get my head around why you would try to just not accept defeat uh, he wasn't winning the round. Conor McGregor, for me, as well, it's, like I say, it's hard to get, want to get out of bed when you've got that money in your pocket. You know, when he's got so much money, and I said that, I thought Dustin is fighting for more. He's got more in him. I, I just feel like, even if it went to the second, third round, Dustin was just going to pick Conor. Oh, it was going to pick him apart. I, I could not have seen it going any other way. Um, O'Malley... Like he, he got give it, he, he got, he got gimme. He got, he got a layup with a, the Martino kid who just basically was a punching bag. It wasn't. I personally wasn't that interested in that in that fight itself. I thought it was a bit of a boring bout. But Tui Vasa knocking out the wife, Beta Hardy. Got to love Tui Vasa for that beautiful thing to see. And having a couple of shoes after. If you saw the video of him leaving the cage uh, through the fans, he someone put the Dustin Poirier's hot sauce in and caught him out, which was entertainment in itself. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen. If you're new to the channel, please feel free to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Uh, Join in the discussions below. People discuss discuss their bets. Some people will discuss their fight picks. Uh, Even if I'm not right or if they don't agree, it's what we do. It's a a fight game. It's a 50-50 chance. And I hope everyone's keeping well and everyone's looking, uh, looking forward to this fight card, which is going to go right under the radar after this. Pay per view card just gone. We got to remember, we've got the return of Misha Tate with uh, Marion Renault. She's got in her retirement fight. Misha Tate's coming back looking the best I've ever seen her in conditioning wise. So, you know, you've got some Jeremy Stevens trying to snap a skid against Gamrot, who looked superb in his last bout. Rodolfo Vieira's got to come back after getting submitted as well against Hernandez, against uh, Stoller's It's There's a handful of good fights. Handful of good fights here. Interesting matchups. As always, uh, we'll kick off at the bottom. We'll work our way up. So, bef- without further ado, we'll go to the heavyweight division. We've got Rodrigo Nascimento against Alan Badeau. Uh, he's French, so apologies for the pronunciation here. But if anyone wants to watch Alan's fight outside of the UFC, he's fought on TKO, EFC, and on like kind of the bigger regional scene fight matchups for him. And then he got his debut against Tom Haspel on the UFC, which was all the makings of a whooping, to kind of how it turned out. He kind of sling, was slinging a little bit with Tom. Didn't go too well for him. Tom just ended up getting starting at that range and starting at that distance. Grappling, ground and pound, and that was it then. You know, Tom Aspinall's a high-level grappler. Like, he's a good black belt jiu-jitsu practitioner who just added the boxing to his game, and Alan just was out of his depth in that matchup. Um Rodrigo inside the distance. That French guy isn't a real heavyweight even UFC betting experience. Good to see you, brother. Hope you keep him well. And that is what I was going to go with. If you look at Alan, he fought it on the regional scene. He's went down to 205 and then he's coming in at like a loose heavyweight. Rodrigo is a big cat, man. He's a big dude weighing in at 20, 265. He steps on the scales on that uh, 255, 265 kind of limit. The dude is big, strong, good you grapple away, he'll get the takedowns. That's what he's aiming for. If you're Allen, you've got to stop the threat of the takedowns. You've got to f- handle the strength difference, the size difference. It's going to be a hard day. Rodrigo's just want to get that takedown and get a submission game going. He's got an 80-inch reach on him as well. Rodrigo, which is a fantastic in- uh, uh, kind of reach distance for grappling. Never mind, especially once you get double underhooks, one under, one over, single legs, etc. When you've got that long reach, you can get around there a lot quicker than someone for short reach. So I'm kind of heavy on Rodrigo in this one. I definitely see him get a submission win. I can see him getting this fight to the ground. I can see him get the submissions. I think Alan's going to have a rough time when he's on his back, maybe get some ground and pounding to open up that choke. But like I say, you have some experience, bro. I, I don't think he's a heavyweight, man. He might have a bit more success at light heavyweight, but I don't know what he's doing playing around these heavyweights. The dude, you know, he wasn't that impressive in his last fight in TKO at light heavyweight. Now, I don't know if he's going to think that the 205 cut its a bit too much for him. And that's maybe where he feels he'll get more in heavyweight. But these two matchups, Rodrigo and Tom Aspinall, they're bad matchups for him, man. <laughs> Rough day in the office. I, no, nah, no, no, no. No, thank you for me. And then literally we're flipping it over and we're going down to the low weight class where we've got Francisco Figueroa, Figueroa against Malcolm Gordon. Again, I think it's a bit. I, I personally think it's a mismatch, a mismatch. This one, again, you've got a dude in Figueroa who is looking really solid. You know, Jerome Rivera kind of fight was a good def- a good performance all around. He looked solid, good striking, good grappling. Everything looked very well-rounded for him in that performance. Just couldn't get Jerome put to sleep, but... Overall, I was really impressed with what you offered on the table. Malcolm Gordon, I said before he got into the UFC, he was not that good. I thought he was a bit of a jobber, and I still believe it to this day. I think he's got a weak chin. I think he's weak all around. And even if, even though submissions are his kind of cup of tea, it seems on the regional scene, I think when Figueroa gets hold of him, he's going to absolutely maul him. He's going to hit him a couple of times on the feet and maybe get him down for ground. and pound. But uh, Malcolm's going to have to pull something out. Of his ass to get a win here. I just can't even see him getting it. Malcolm hands down worst chin UFC fight. <laughs> fight got a distance. I think brother KO prop is great, bro. It is those two things. Yeah, fight doesn't go to distance. Yeah, and the, and the KO for especially because the great thing about it is because it's a flyweight. The odds are actually better in your favor for that one. So I man, I'd probably go with that as well. I'd probably jump onto those two two prop bets for me. Malcolm's just going to get that pink slip. I think this is a good um fight for Figueredo because it helps his resume, showcases skill sets, gets a stoppage, makes him look good. Cause I think he's going to be a great little addition in this kind of 125 division. So for me, I think it's perfect, perfect matchmaking, you know, because you've got a guy who's not going to make it in Malcolm. And you've got a guy who can make a big difference in Figuero. Smart move, get rid of one by helping one of the other lads look a lot better you know giving them a nice performance etc i'm all i'm all up for that uh, and it's kind of like a, a boxing kind of mindset where you just give a guy like a couple of easy victories into the, in his two career help build up especially in the portfolio the flyweight division it's easy to jump up the rankings it's easy to get yourself higher and then not build yourself up skill set wise to those higher level dudes but love that, though. Uh, going to go to the next fight now, guys. M- uh, b- bantamweight. There you go. Uh, Anderson De Santos against Miles John. Now, if you've watched Anderson DeSantos fight, dude is gritty. Dude is tough, man. That Nad Naramani fight, man, that dude was hard nailed. Like, he just kept going. Nad's a fantastic, heavily top-heavy top grappler. And Andre Yule, you know, and Anderson De Santos didn't stop. He was always in your face. And then he got that win against Martin Day, which was really like, that was everything he needed in that fight. Now, Miles Johns, on the other hand, he's had that one loss against Mario Batista against a flying knee, which was just crazy on the chin, putting you to sleep. But that that stoppage himself against Navidad was a great stoppage in his own right. You know, great hands. Start time that, Dipping of Kevin Natvidad. I, mean, I know he did it only in the third round. He could have got, I think he could have got it sooner if his coaching maybe noticed it, maybe and they spot. I don't know who, I don't know who mentioned it to him. Where we started, to, it started to be a bit more obvious when Navidad start to slow down a bit, but it just kept dipping. He just kept dipping his head whenever combinations or something would come. It was nice and open there, and he and he, and it was it was readable for him to do it because you knew when he chased down that Vidad that dip was coming miles johns strong guy really good here we go here we go what you're saying brother to santos inside the distance is a good look in my opinion miles more likely to win but too pricey for dangerous dude as to santos it is sometimes this these kind of matchups really are a battle of battle of nutrition you know because you've got miles johns you know when he's when he's on the up he's looking he looks slick but then if he starts to get a grinded out by someone like Anderson De Santos, who will take a few hits, come forward, be aggressive. Because don't get me wrong, you know De Santos has been stopped. He's been stopped with punches. He's been stopped with chokes. You know he's had a bit of everything done to him in his career. So him coming in here, he's very much happy to swing and go out on his shield. Miles Johns depends if he's on the back foot for this fight. If he's on his back foot all the time, can he get? Can Miles get the grappling aspect maybe in this one? I know his hands look good against Kevin but maybe with DeSantos, santos it's something you'd want to maybe look to avoid for now get the grappling aspects and really tighten up that t- takedown you'd want to certainly um you'd certainly want to get yourself around the corner you'd certainly want to get yourself you know you'd certainly want to get yourself turn the corner on the takedowns you know you'd want to come around to the side and get up because with, with the Martin day one he just went into the takedown didn't turn the corner put his neck out and exposed himself and was taken down so you really want to avoid that uh, at all costs so it's it's something you can't really afford to be doing in, in the fight game you can't put your neck out there and you can't risk yourself getting injured getting yourself caught like that and I think here, Miles Johns if he's, if he's smart enough he can get the takedowns, get the grappling get a top game going and just wear out the Santos a little bit hopefully during the fight and um, I'll go decision miles johns but at the santos is a really tough one to call it isn't easy because of what he can do and what he's capable of he is he is a very good all round fighter so i am looking forward to that matchup because i think it will be a hard one to predict even this isn't my i'm not super confident on the anderson pick one myself and uh, let's have a look here so here we go bp giving this card john i have started to TJ versus Corey. I'm all over TJ Dillashaw, man. Yeah, TJ Dillashaw is sick. BP, I hope you're doing well, bro. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing awesome, man. Um, yeah, it's it isn't a card that's going to blow everyone's mind. No, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that. You've got to try and find a couple of matches that are interesting. So I think this one's one you can look at. But I've, if you're all over the TJ, I, what is it you're, that's got you picking TJ over Corey? Because I feel like with Corey, you know, he's He's got a wicked skill set, I think, obviously, with the, the age factor, not being out for so long makes a difference. BJ, yeah, uh, you think TJ, TJ got a heavy grappling game plan. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go to, like I say, 135 is the next one, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm missing out here. Here we go. Um, Khalid Taha against Sergei Morazov. Now, Khalid Taha. I wasn't sold on the dude originally when he came in. Um, but man, he's he's been solid. You know, I know there was like the Boston Salmon fight. The the Ronnie Barcellos fight was one that really stood out to me, his performances, even though he lost it. Uh makes it up for a bit, makes it up for a bit sure. Um I, I think for me, uh Khalid Taha showed an insane amount of toughness. He, he, he was non-stop for the 15 minutes. When him and Borsellos were going at it in the third round near the end and swinging, you just saw a, a heart and desire that I think Tahar will catch people out with. And it's something that, you know, Sergey has got to be switched on to. He cannot let himself slip. He let his debut get away from him in the second round with Magomedov getting the choke on him. And now... Umar Numagam is a different kind of style a fighter, different body type, and put uh, a bit of a clinic on him. But for me, you know, Sergei's fought, a, a ton of top guys in M1 challenge. Hard fought dude. Hits hard. He's got five, he's got three rounds in him, four rounds in him. But you can maybe get him with the wrestling now. If Taha is smart, he shouldn't wrestle. He should maybe try for the grappling aspect. But I just don't see it. I think he's going to stand with um, Sergey, And this is where he might come a little bit short with this one. Um, Sergei, for me, very good all-rounder. I like what he can do. Taha is such a solid dude, Yeah. Mozgov, well yeah, only strike, and that won't work. If you strike with Taha, you in trouble. Taha hits hard, man, constantly for the free rounds. I think if I'm Sergey, I want I would want to try and maybe bait him in for a bit of grappling. If he'll try to go for it, try and get some grappling in. But I just Taha for me, he's just got a great cardio base in him, and um, which is surprising for his height. He's like five foot five, but he's got a 69 inch reach advantage. He's actually got a better inch, uh, inch, like reach than Sergey by two inches. The power that T- Taha has, and I think the power he's shown against Barcellos. And Barcelos was having a rough time in that third round. You saw the way that bell went. He was absolutely goosed. I- I'm kind of favouring Taha here with the toughness and grit to just three-round hardball on Sergei. And Sergei might have a tough time with this, with the striking aspect, if you can get the fight dirty boxing if you're Taha, you might even get a better, better outcome in the fight. Um, but hopefully it's a bit of a stand up battle. You get the both dudes going a bit back and forth. I think it'd be sick, man, to watch Taha. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He's got a hell of a tank on him, man. Like I say, like that Barcelona one, like ended around. He was hitting harder than Barcelona was. Uh, it was just the fact that the buzzer went. If you went, went to another round, gosh, that would have been insane. But yeah, um, good pick to heart and heart and power in his hands. And I think a third round he could definitely he could still hurt Sergei, So. I, I, and I think he's not easy to put, he's not easy to put away at all. So people having rough times when they fight hard, they just know they're going in for a rough day in the office. Um, next up, we have in the women's what have we got? Look, what are they in? One fifteen. Here we go. Amanda Lemos is taking on Monserrat Ruiz. Uh, now Monserrat made a debut against um, well very late notice fight against Cheyenne Bys, and um, so. Kudos to her for getting in there. She got the win. She it wasn't it wasn't the cleanest win. I think she did I think she's very tactical, very smart with how she fought. She just close grappling, keep it tight. Didn't, you know, she was obviously tired earlier than uh, Shane buys, but I, I, Sham Bai's there's not a lot to read into at the moment because she's I'm not sold too much on it at the present time. And um, Montserrat only got the one loss against Danielle Taylor. In Invicta over the night, she's fought on come, uh, she's fought on a a couple of times against your your, your kind of local regional scenes. I think she's a good fighter all around. She's got a good mixture of strike, uh, striking and grappling. She obviously likes to get that head and arm, uh, grappling kind of choked down to the ground. What's a man crazy line, Bo Jackson? Good to see you. I hope you're keeping well, brother. Uh, which line is he talking about, bro? Is it the Taha one or is it the Ruiz and Lemos one? Um. Yeah, that headlock is, is, is she has got a hell of a tight grip. Like to get a scarf hold and hold it there for that long and keep balance. She did lose it a couple of times, but she's legit like that. I was really when this fight that arm oh, the neck hold. I'll be amazed. Taha <laughs> oh, is good grappling too. Rusty to, uh, Tanaku, hope you're doing well, bro. Um, he is because the Nadna Romani fight, he, showed, he did show good grappling skills. I haven't seen Bo Jackson. I'll, I will get to the betting lines in a bit i haven't checked the betting lines actually that because i usually check them around uh the time of doing fight odds because like i say they change all the time but i'm sure let's go to here boom let's jump on here then let's just quickly look at it see now we're talking about it bro here we go Lemos, Lemos, Odds, odds 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 come on baby load up these fight odds or not no i'm just going via odd sharks here we go, here we go, Lemos, where are you? Um, oh, whoa, wow, minus 500, Jesus Christ, plus 350 for, t- for bloody Nora. That is, that is some bloody line out of Lemos. I get why she's favourite, Lemos for me, she's got, the heavy striking, she has got the grappling aspect, the skill set there. She is a tough, tough out for anyone. You know, I think she's a she's a wicked fighter. I remember watching her fight against Leslie Smith in Glasgow. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, for me, I think it's a better fight for Amanda Lamos than it is for Montserrat. I think Montserrat, I would have given someone a bit more like a Miranda Granger and someone around those around that area, but. Phew, Gosh, Lemos, I think his striking could cause issues. I think the clinch game is key for Monster. If she can get the fight to the ground, that's what she's got to try and do. Uh, don't bet on his five hundred win. Yeah, Lemos by decision. Maybe Ruiz is tough, but still need to look into it. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't go near that five hundred. I think Lemos will win, but I'm betting Ruiz. now plus at plus three fifty. Why would you not do that? Because there was a chance Ruiz is crazy forward pressure, so she has a chance. No, she hasn't. Plus, you've got to remember she's got a full fight camp this time, so it would be interesting to see what kind of pressure she can apply for three rounds, hard, hard, heavy pressure. It could it could work in her favor because, obviously, I'm sure if it went to the ground with Lemos, what are you going to remember with that scarf choke that she gets and she gets in that side control, that's it's not side control, scarf hold position at Ruiz too. That can, if you can get out of that grip, you can take the back quite simply. And when you get into like the the, the back, that's what Amanda Lemos would like to do. What you've also got to see is uh, Ruiz will try to always make sure her legs are quite hot high up because um Lemos is trying to hook one of the will try to hook one of those legs if she gets it. If she hooks it, it'll stop Ruiz getting around. But what it'll help do is help her leverage herself out. When she has that leg hooked in with both feet, she can actually get into the truck hold position, which is basically not the rear rear, like double hooks in. Because when when someone gets in a rear um, rear naked, sorry, when someone gets someone's back control, they put both hooks in. If you can't, you stick one, you only get one leg. Kind of when people get a twister, it's called a truck. You get the one leg, you hold it, you pin it down could happen here again you know it could definitely happen here again so it would be interesting to see what uh, Ruiz's pressure is but I just think Lemos has got a wicked little aggression about her a good skill set hard chin hard nose I'd probably go for the experience of Lemos here but I'm Ruiz could pull out of the bag she's an unknown cat in the UFC with a debut against Baez who's again a known, a known unknown entity but I'm not writing her off I'm sure she can kick ass Reese. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do in the fight. Uh, We have up next in the 170 division, it's Rodriguez versus Parsons, Preston Parsons, that is. Um, Daniel Rodriguez was meant to fight. There we go. Abu Bakr Nurmagomedov, and then he had his opponent change to Preston Parsons. Now Preston Parsons is a regional fighter. It's all kind of short notice. Dude fought on Combat Nights Pro against the best way to put it is the guy. The guy fought a bunch of five hundred fighters. You know, it's when it's not exactly um, inspiring. That's the word. Uh, he did fight Mike Perry back in the day and lost with striking. And Parsons wants to get the ground. They uh, fight to the ground. Very much a grappling aspect, he- very heavy, strong in the grappling. All his wins coming by the, sh- uh, by the grappling aspect with really making chokes, etc. Um, but D, yeah, D, yeah, D Roger inside a distance prop. His opponent isn't good, I know. I- I- and do you know what? I've got nothing against the fact that the Preston's come in super short notice. It's not easy if you're a welterweight wanting to step in or a lightweight wanting to step in, in this fight because you're fighting a guy in Rodriguez who he's not the highest level of welterweight, but what he has got is hell of a lot of power in his hands and he hits and cracks hard. Like He pieced apart Mike Perry, absolutely pieced him apart. Um, and we've seen him stop Dwight Grant, etc. So for, for Parsons, he wants to get the fight to the ground. I think he'll have a bit of a tough time with it. I'm sure he's going to go for broke in the first round. He might gas out from the second but if 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 Rodriguez can start to, I think he will get that jab landing landed really well against um, Perry. I think if he gets that jab going, I think he's. I think he just stops him. I think Parsons probably gets stopped. For Parsons, you get you get your foot in the door, get a couple of fights in the UFC. You know, probably maybe would have been on the contender series. He probably would have got a contender series fight before he got a UFC contract. If I'm really honest, if anything, because. You just got to look who he's fighting, man. They're just not top top dudes. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a welterweight on the regional scene now. If he's walking around at that weight, fair enough. But he might be. He might come on later on. and think he's a lightweight if he when he sees how big and strong the guys are in this division. But yeah, I've, man, I can't look past Daniel Rodriguez. Short short um short opponent, man. It's just yeah, D. Rod is a gun. <laughs> uh, also was training with or so or some guessing he's sharp with wrestling defense. Yeah, exactly. Takedowns. Yeah, did you know of this guy before the fight got announced? <clears throat> I did not know my, my uh, Bo Jackson myself. I didn't know about him it myself. It's hard to keep. He was on a regional show that I didn't really pay much attention to, so it's hard to like, say. Like, if you look outside the UFC. You look outside of the UFC, Bellator, 1FC, and you, you've got like your UFC Finite Global, uh, sorry, your Finite Globals, you got your Cage Warriors, you've got your KSWs, uh, EFCs, Titan FC, Shamrock FC. There's a, there's a lot of promotions out there that you can keep tabs on, but man, if I, I ain't heard of that promotion it's hard if I probably have in the past but it's hard to keep on top of that one so I hadn't heard of it myself exactly Rusty's a grappler base he must fall in love with boxing <laughs> man he'll fall in love with boxing when he's getting his face popped off there uh, riggers heavyweight then inside the prop distances minus is 350, 350 heavyweight is horrible oh, that's, that's rough d-rod Gamron, Rodrigo are all my locks in for this card are they, is that your poly piece? You got they've got them all together. Or the individual because um, I reckon all together they'd be pretty sick. Uh, you're right, yeah. UFC, B, glad you agree. <laughs> uh, Gamrot, D. Rod, and Islam round three. Okay, okay, that's an interesting one. Makachev round three. Uh, we will be getting into that main event uh, shortly. We're just going to obviously work our way through the card, guys and girls. And again, if you are new to the channel, great to have you here. Feel free to comment. Feel free to hit this like button. Um, we are going to go to the next fight on the card, which probably going to be one of the more entertaining ones because this guy doesn't like to have boring fights. Gabriel Benitez against Billy Quintino. Uh I'm looking forward to the fight, man, because... I like Billy's style, but I also like the fact that you've got a guy in Gabriel Benitez who he just, mostly, just is all about standing, and bang and war, and just tough as coffin nails. I love the way his style is. I think Billy got kind of shown his level when he fought Gavin Tucker. I thought Gavin Tucker really just showed that there's a there's a gap here. You you're not there yet. You did well against Carl Nelson. Fair enough. Spike Carlisle, you just survived the first two minutes of. Blitz of hell like spike doesn't he Gases out Jacob Kilburn win. No one's really that fussed about that one, so you know. Gavin Tucker was a bit of a step up for him. Gabriel Benitez, on the other hand, you know, he's fought around a lot of guys. He got a great win against Justin James with those kicks, man. Knee to the body, the deep kicks, everything was just all coming together for him in that fight, and it worked out really well. Um, really interested in your opinion on this one, Benitez or bq yeah man it's it's a lovely fight and a lovely matchup, bro gabriel back at 145 watch way before you want to put any money down 145 155 you can it can make a difference to your performance it can make a difference to everything you do in the fight cage all right so don't get me wrong you fought jason knight at 145 that was a bloody good fight the Enrique Barzola one, you've got to remember that. You know, he's had that fights like we said, Sam Cecilia back in the day. He fought Andre Philly back, back at 145. So he's had mixed fortunes in both weight classes. I think when he fought Sadiq Youssef at 145, that was the highest level of guy at 145. He's fought, and Sadiq just is we know he's gonna be a top, top act in that weight class for years to come. Uh, the Morales fight, man, that was that was man, he was getting hurt but he was swinging and thrown back the whole time. So I was really impressed with that. For me, I, I'm looking forward to see what he gets. He, as long as he goes in there, that's what I think, Gabriel. Yeah, bad decision. As long as he can get that weight cut dead on, I think Billy's going to be a bit stuck with the style that he's going to face with Gabriel Benitez with the front teeth kicks, this, the kind of tough grittiness that Benitez can do with the forward movement, can quite... quite um, quite dominating with his pressure he can be quite intimidating he's hard work, Benitas to fight he's not a pushover you need to be the upper echelon to be putting someone like Benitez away Billy this probably isn't the fight that he wanted unless he's going to try and tie Gabriel Benitez out but I think Benitez will be fine for the weight cut he didn't when he made the 155 fights he didn't look overly big in that weight class still so I'm kind of go with Benitez on this one decision too. I just don't think he'll stop Billy. Um, here we go. Yeah, bad weight cut will be hard because Billy got good volume Yeah, late rounds. He is good, but weight cut. Yeah, Gabriel. We we will like I say, this is a pre weight weight cut judgment. It could go in there. The weight cut could fail. He can miss by four or five pounds, and that might swing hard. Well, the fight might not happen, but it might swing our decision. If he looks like a bag of balls that have been in a sauna all day, I think it'll just change our decision too. So he would go, I just wonder if Billy Q's volume will rack up the points, Uh, but I agree the power of Benitez will probably be the deciding factor and he will be likely keeping it standing during the AKA. It's the teak kicks and the front kicks that Benitez will throw though that will stop, I think, Billy's volume getting in there because Billy will want to keep it closer, but Benitez will just pop those just pop those tee kicks out, keeping that distance and range. It's a really good man. It's a really great one because it hits the body, hits the solar plexus. Like you said, with the knees that he throws as well. But he has he's got that confidence of whacking that knee into the body mid midriff. It's something his height and length and body was going to have to take into account. Uh, yeah, round three could be dicey. It could be indeed, yeah. Bag of balls, rusty, you know, it makes sense. Um, we've got a lovely matchup next though. Um, 185 division. We've got a guy making uh, a return after somehow getting submitted uh, Rodolfo Vieira against Dustin Stoffel Stoffelof Um Rodolfo Vieira man I could not oh, man if he doesn't get you out in the first it's clear and evidential that he has a really rough time because he was absolutely gassing in that fight he was wrecked in that second round I couldn't believe how much there was nothing in his tank He just literally had nothing left in him. And he's going against a guy, Dustin, who, to his credit, he's got his own submission wins. So we've got to be wary of that because if Rodolfo gets tired, the submission games are there. He might be able to apply his own submission. He's got his own striking as well. He's got good striking, Dustin, something Rodolfo just doesn't flat have. He just doesn't have any. Oh, God, here comes Vieira. never betting him again. Oh, don't worry, I uh, I picked him on prop bet the submission that went tits up. Rodolfo Renel wants so but dust in live bet. <laughs> this is the problem we've got. Can Rodolfo get the fight to the ground and can he get a submission win in the first? Because it seems that if you can start landing strikes and at least delay Rodolfo getting you down. You'll land your hits, you'll land your punches, you know, you'll start to hurt and wear him down. And that's the thing. If you can wear this cat down, you can start to grind Rodolfo down. Suddenly, he's got no striking. He's got no footwork. He's open for any strike you want. When you do fight Rodolfo, you cannot go for body shots. I wouldn't go for leg kicks. And When I say body shots, sorry, uh, you can't go to the body with your legs. You can throw it with your hands, but I wouldn't go. My I wouldn't go for a leg kicks. I would straight up just box this guy. You know, you'd have to go for boxing here. Uh, the under for Stavros and Vieira solid poly piece. I haven't looked at Daniel. Hope you keep him well, brother. And um, good to see you here. Yeah, I haven't looked at the, the uh, prop bets on that one. But let's have a look at Vieira. Man, he's just an—he is a savage on the ground. He's strong as shit. He's an absolute savage. But you've got a small, seventy-three inch. What's Dustin's? 75 not much distance there can dustin withstand the storm that is rodolfo that is the question man i don't know man this is not an easy one to pick man one thing is a black belt hunter is the coldest name in combat sports (laughs) it is it's well if you're hernandez you're laughing your tits off if you think about it but um you know if i haven't got a black belt i'm okay um man i want to go with rodolfo but i've got like no faith i've got like one percent in this one i got one percent in dustin getting it after the first round it's such a horrible fight to pick really is i'll go with Rodolfo because i just think that he is an insanely good grappler it is a 50 50 bro it really is because Rodolfo showed a lot of his true colours in that last fight, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Rodolfo. I just think because he is an insanely good grappler, and if he gets you to the ground, I haven't really had a chance to really see what Dustin can do with the grappling aspect or off his back in the offense. But if this happens, like the Hernandez fight where Dustin can get the striking in, can get the movement in, uh, man, it's gonna be the days and number for Rodolfo because everyone's gonna go along the same route. Um, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think for this fight, fight is to not finish. The vampire, the yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it'll go three rounds. Douglas got in. <clears throat> got in on those hips pretty easy. So the black belt hunter should roll in, <laughs> roll. Yeah. He, I, he, I'm not saying he can't get a fight to the ground. I'm just wondering if he can keep the fight on the ground. You know, get it done in the first round. Um, but let's go to the next fight, guys, because the next fight is absolutely filth. This fight is absolute filth. Gamrat versus Stevens. Man, what a bloody fight we've got on our hands! Because Jamie Stevens, who's he's having a rough, rough time. He's four in a row. Don't don't get me wrong. Let's not forget, he's not fighting four bums. He fought Jose Jose Aldo, Zabit Magomed Magomedov, Magomedov Sharapia, Sharapov. There we go, Magomed Magomed Sharapov. That's it. Yeah, year Rodriguez and Calvin Qatar. So he's fought four of the top guys in the 144 in that 145 and the one yeah 145 division gamrock 155 then things start to get a bit tasty you think "Mm, he's going to 155 he's not making the weight cut anymore what's going to happen let's see how this plays out huge 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 one man real question how is how gamrock wins gamrock can win with striking bro he 100% could win, we're striking. gammon has got good heavy hands. Uh, he can get the grappling aspect involved with Stevens, but I think Stevens hard to get down. I think, yeah, man, Stevens got good cardio. Always has good cardio. Stevens as well. The thing is, he's got with a 155 rather than a 145. He's not dropping those extra 10 pounds. Chin might be stronger. He's not diluting his body. He's not getting rid of all that fluids, so he's not as cut. Um, Rossi's thinking Gamrot is top 10, future top 10. With with Gamrot, what they're doing is they have to give him the high, big name straight off. They really need to get big names because of his age and and how he's fought for so long on KSW and done so well. So yeah, I'm kind of heavy on... The potential of Gamrot, and I think this is really a litmus litmus test for Gamrot, you know. Um, Adam Rose, good to see you, bro. Moy's getting clapped. What a clap round of applause for winning. Or is he getting snatched? Um, smacked down later on him. For me, Gamrot, he's got a kind of good mixture of skill sets in his in his game. He's he, he it's I just don't know what Jeremy Stevens I'm going to get. Am I going to get a Jeremy Stevens who can take a hit to the chin and just go really hard and heavy with the fight? Can he put the performance on that we know he can with the hands? Man, do you think Stevens could catch him? Of course I can. Stevens hit, hits like a freaking train, bro. Me getting clapped. <laughs> Moise, hey, bro. Um. Oh, by the way, uh, Moise, that video on MMA. Predictions Guru, was it? The MMA Predictions Guru who puts out the fake posts on his videos. He gets he basically has fake accounts and uh, fills his chat up with fake accounts that he makes and then to build up his attention on his channel. It's uh, kind of sad. Uh, good video over there, bro. Stevens could catch him, yeah, but Holtzman is a similar level and didn't have much for Gamrot. Uh, uh, Holtzman, and Sh- Holtzman and Stevens, same level. I don't know about that, mate. Um, Yeah uh yeah so that's crazy oh mate Pfft, mate the fact that the dude has to get i think it was like does that got that spreadsheet had what at least 20 different profiles on or something or even more you had to get like 20 profiles just writing the same shit all the time that's weird man that's why you know me and will kind of went towards the live streaming side of things because i can't sit here and have multiple channel people things on doing this chat, it's just not gonna happen. So, if you're commenting, it, it's because you're real. Uh, a go oh, yeah, here we go. Gamma and Lemos, we'll do another parlay as well. I'm not sure on the second one yet. Let's see, a freaking troll spreadsheet. Honestly, Bo, it's 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 weird, bro. It's weird. It's weird. Um, okay, it's Jeremy Stevens 155 is an animal, he can hit hard. Can he avoid Gamarot's? Pressure, hands. The grappling aspect's gonna be interesting. Do you know what? I've got I've got to go with Gamrock. I just think that Stevens he's had some rough fights, hasn't he? Let's be honest. That's a toll. That is taking a toll out on your body. It's not like you're bouncing back like a spring chicken, is he? 35 years old. Man, it's a long career he's had. You're talking, you know. Fit nearly 50 fights, man. I, uh, f- man that's hard. And my prediction crew is gonna <laughs> be a panorama, apparently. <laughs> oh, mate, we'll be surprised. Um, bloody absolute tool. He tried to get on the podcast a couple of times, He dropped us messages on Instagram. I've still got the messages somewhere lying around. Um, yeah, absolute dipstick, let's put it this way. But yeah, I- I'll go with Gamera. I just think that. Yeah, I'll go with Gamrock because I think can, Stevens at this point of his career, it's, he's not... It's a hard one. I think they could have given I don't want to be rude, but an easier matchup to get him back on the W. Maybe he's costing a lot of money to do UFC to pay, so they want to get rid of him off their payroll. We're going to go up next now to an insane matchup because you've got two girls. So you've got Ma, Marion Renault, who is... 40, 44, and apparently this is a retirement fight. She's lost four fights in a row against Misha Tate, who is coming back after leaving in December 2016. No, 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 November, sorry. November 2016. She walked away from this promotion. She went, that'll do me. And gosh, that's insane when you look at it like that. She left then. Marion R- uh, Renault had only been in the UFC for about a year and a bit since then. You know, she's had four fights in the UFC since that time. Four flick neck neck. Misha Tate coming back, taking on. What could be deemed as an ideal opponent for, her, you know. You know, with Marion Renaud knowing this is her last fight, I think that oh no. Smell my cheese, you mother. Aha. Um, thanks for tuning in, Lee. Love you. Uh the this one is another just pick up one type of fight. Yeah, man. I've got to go with Misha Tate as well. If you looked at Misha Tate, she is looking in incredible conditioning. Like her physique is, I've never seen like that training getting ready for the bloody Ronda Rousey fight. And this girl's had two kids since then, and she's looking ready to go i'm not sure what the intention really is because she got the one fc job i don't get why she's bothering rusty i was thinking uh that it was a ufc punishment but as far as rankings camera on close are oh, similar levels so it's lateral read uh oh, rebooking on paper okay cool yeah i I didn't realize that either bro uh yeah so yeah i've, I've got to go here with the she takes i think she's got the grappling aggression she's got a hell of a will to fight she's Striking is not too bad. And plus, we've got to remember, we've not seen it for six plus years, five years, sorry, 2016. We haven't seen this for so long. We don't know. What her striking is? We don't know what she could bring. She could have done a lot of work on her striking. She's done the ONE FC work. She's been over Asia living. She, you know, who she's training with, who she's developing with in that sense. Because she could do a lot of work in the background, just keeping herself t- ticking over, keeping fitness. And she could have had a lot of people help her. Um, Misha has blamed Caraway relationship for a time and pretty much. Um, okay. Just blame Caraway all she wants, but. I think it was a case of like she ended up breaking up with him then getting pregnant pretty soon after, didn't she? As well, that was another thing. So um I've got to go. I've got to go inside of uh on the Misha Tate side here. I think she's looking really good at the moment, like physique-wise. I think her grappling aspect, I think she could do it. Um yeah. I'm just getting rid of that, get rid of that. There we go, Notifications. vacations. Here we go. <clears throat> and we'll obviously look at the odds of that Misha was playing I've yeah, done that one already sorry about that guys Tate I think is the player good odds yeah I think um, take could I think she can get the win I wouldn't be surprised if she got a stoppage with Renault wanting to step away the retirement announcement retirement fight I think it's you know it's clear as day that if the opportunity was there to get to get out of the fight with a submission she might she might go out wouldn't bet it though that well, uh, well, depends on what, what, what kind of odds you can get Um <clears throat> What have we got here for the odd gate on this one? <laughs> Renault plus 110, Misha one plus 130. That's not bad, 125 in some spots. Plus 125 for Misha, I'd be all over that, um, the odds, the odds that is. Um, yeah, so we're going to go to the main event now, okay? Now, the main event is one guy who is just dominant in every area of this in the fight game, it seems at the moment he's got such a great, well rounded skill set. Islam Makachev against Thiago Moise. Islam Makachev has just been absolutely phenomenal in the UFC. He's got one little blemish against Adriano Martins, and since then, you know, the dude's just been on a tear. You know, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fight win streak, and he's one of the bigger names. He's made a fight the likes of Rafael Osanos. The fights fell through, got Drew Dober, which was. Pfft, Fireworks in its own right. You got the wind there. Chago Moyes is a great grappler. So it's going to be super interesting to see what happens when to the meat and it goes to the ground potentially as well. And um, Renault's freaking 44. Yeah. 44, bro. Crazy. Misha's 35, I want to say. 35 years old. So insane ages. And um, Renault doesn't even look back, not even close to it. Um, Islam Makachev, though. He, he, it's almost like he held off what he could do in the UFC it's weird with the likes of Khabib one of his friends and brothers who he trains with winning the title it's like now Islam is like cool now he's retired I'm going to have a go now he's 29 he's got years in him and with this win he'll get a cut he'll get a big fight after this and a big fight again and he's not too far off a potential title fight he could get we in now, so we're in June, July. So in July now. So by the end of the year, he could be pushing himself towards time fight if he gets two or three more, two, two more fights after this, bro. So here we go. Uh come in gonna come down to wrestling. Moreau looks real strong. That's why I'd stay away. Honestly, Bo Jackson. Check out how Misha's looking. She looks freaking crazy good, like strong as shit. Yeah, I bet as well. Uh got to run, John. Thanks for the breakdowns of the work. Rusty, look after yourself, brother. Take care. Speak to you soon. Okay. Um, yeah, Tiago Mois on the other hand, like the dude is got a submission games, so we all know. But if you remember, on feet he can get hit. He got like look at the bloody Michael Johnson fight. He was getting lit up, picked apart. To me, it is is Lagulov, is is Magulov. Like don't be wrong. He got the submission went on Johnson, but. Uh, if Moreau pro, uh, promote <laughs> promote like McGregor, should have Caraway in a corner. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Actually, that would be good. Um, but like the Moyes fight against Alexander Hernandez was solid. Bobby Green is a hard win as well. Bobby Green is not a bad fighter at all, in my opinion. I think he's a top, top draw. little will do the go against. And the fact that Bobby Green's fighting that more regular, I feel like he's even a hard opponent to put away. Uh it just seems like Thiago Moyes is getting a... He just falls a little bit short sometimes when he gets the harder opponents, like your Benil Dariushas, your Isla Green mobs. I think here this is all made up for Isla Makachev to get the W. You know, I really do. I think it's the kind of fight that suits him well. He'll get on the feet, he'll use the striking, he'll use the grappling just to get the fight to the ground, really pin Thiago Moises down and really start to apply heavy top pressure because we've seen that as much as you may be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, black belt, strong grappling game, the, the style of pressure that they have in wrestling is phenomenal. A Dagestan style, it, it nullifies the jiu jitsu side of things because they're so heavy on the hips of your opponent, so heavy on your position and on your shoulders, so you can't pivot. They've got all that down to a T where it's really rare that you see them getting submitted or in submission areas, uh, potentially in submission positions, because they don't stay in guards. They kind of get past the guards. The first thing they want to do, they get the half guard or something like that and they get a pin you in a position against the cage. You look at what could be done. Islam Makachev, I've seen some videos where they're training an AKA, a bit of fun with their like Daniel Cormier and stuff, and he pulls out these wonder moves. Absolutely phenomenal, some of the stuff he pulls out. So Islam Makachev's got some great grappling little skills on him. I, I, I think he can get the win here. I think he can get a stoppage because he's got five whole rounds as well. So I really do think he's got the chance here to get a stoppage in this one. And um, I'm just happy Islam is, yeah, young guy, good at scrambling and subs to test himself. And we can really see him shine. Yeah, I think we can see Islam, Islam Makachev really get a tough opponent to really put his. Timon is a tough out and, and plus, he can shine in a fight, like you say, it'll help people respect what this guy can bring to the table. So I'm kind of heavy on him. I think he can do what what needs to be done. So I'm going Islam Makachev to get a stoppage, maybe a sub or a striking. He could even stop the feet, th- find the feet. In this fight game, you never know. Um, so we're going to go over to the betting side of things. But as always, if you're new to the channel, hit the like button, please. Takes one second to hit the like, subscribe, and also pop a comment down with your picks. Again, if you're within the AMC and J uh, GME world, hold tight, do not sell. Uh, basically, the shorts haven't covered, so that's all that matters. Uh, if you feel free, want to talk more about that stuff, I'm always here. Uh, holding strong, diamond hands, baby, diamond hands uh now <clears throat> let's see we go uh late stoppage out yeah i'd say late stoppage i reckon because Tiago Moyes is tough am gonna go to the betting side like saying let's we'll see if there's any but i haven't really seen the lines yet so i'm gonna look at these lines kind of fresh see if there's anything even worth looking at alan bordeaux yeah rodrigo plus more plus 260 for alan rodrigo minus 350 i would probably go like you say the inside of distance KO submission for Rodrigo. Now, that would be a good one. Maybe hopefully get your better odds on that. Figueredo, he's minus two, minus two, 300. Malcolm Gordon, don't even touch him with 10-foot barge pole. Figueredo, he's another one inside a distance. KO or stoppage, you know, stuff like that. I would definitely go on those odds for Figueredo. The first two, I'd do prop bets, wouldn't go straight bets. Anderson DeSantos, i bet responsibly as well. Please, people, don't bet what you don't have. De DeSantos against Miles John. DeSantos is plus one what, 150. Miles Johns is a minus 200. Mm, Dark horse little moment there. A bit of underdog money could be coming off, but I'm kind of confident still with Miles Johns. Uh Sergey against Khalid. Let's have a look here. Sergey is plus 120. Khalid is minus 150. You could he could he get him stoppage? Could he get a stoppage? Could he get a stoppage? Thank you very much, bro. Thank you very much. I could, you could go maybe prop bets inside a distance, but I don't know if they'll get a stoppage on that fight. Khalid might just get a decision win. Um, but they might get a better odds with a decision win for Khalid. Uh, let's do Amanda Lemos minus... Oh, yeah, ignore that one. Whew, and Ruiz. God, those odds are horrible. Minus 500 and, minus, and plus 350 for Ruiz. <sighs> They're both down with barge, 10-foot barge ball. Daniel Rodriguez, short nose against Parsons. The odds are going to be heavy in Rodriguez's favour of minus 250. Parsons plus 190. You go for prop in there. You go going Rodriguez stoppage inside the distance, something like that. His going to be too much for him. Let's see what those odds come back for. Benitez and Billy. Uh, Benitez minus 200. Billy Contiño is plus 150. Those was a pretty, pretty big uh, I would have thought that would close to maybe a pick with a lot of folk, but Benitez is quite a heavy favourite, even though he's dropping down again. Okay, wait cut time. That might change the odds, but you'll see. I'll probably avoid that one. Uh, Dustin against Rodolfo. Rodolfo's a minus 250. Dustin's about a uh, plus 200. You've got to go prop bet if you're going Rodolfo. And other than that, I would even avoid it putting money on Khabib Jr. is taking this, no doubt. It's a safe bet. Gustav, I agree, bro. It's good to have you on as well. Um, Miles drawn by KO. Good, yeah, exactly. Go for that, bro. Go for that. Hello, Mason. Good to see you. I uh, hope you keep them well. Thank you for the comment. Uh, Islam by decision, yeah, you could one hundred percent get decision, bro. Moise by submission. Look at Mason coming out of the woodwork with the underdog. Boom, submission for Moise. Um, uh, let's go for. Let's see. Jeremy Stevens plus one ninety. Gamrat is minus two fifty. That's a big gap as well, you know. But get mine, you know. Stephen's lost four in a row. I can see why they're going for that. But again, I'd avoid that one because Stephen's one hit can just change a fight. So it's not worth looking at that one, I think, betting wise. Renault plus 110. Misha Tate is minus 130. Again, Misha Tate should take it, but I would probably skip that one. Maybe unless you parlay Misha Tate with someone. Your main event, Makachev is minus fucking. Like minus six hundred on some on some bookmakers places. Moise is a plus four hundred. It's not even a close fight. That's rough. Again, inside the distance, I I wouldn't even do. Yeah, I, this is more for me. I'm favouring more prop bets on this card than anything. Like I said before, I'd maybe do some straight prop bets, and you could even parlay a couple together. And I think you get some very nice odds on there. And um, but like like I say, we've got some people there telling what they're looking for. If you've got any bets that you're putting on, let us know what they are. Let us know if they come through. We're always wanting about. We always care about people making money. You know, we want you to make bank. That's what matters. And um, but like I say, it's yeah, Moise is like lock or bust you could bloody get it that's the crazy thing mma anything happens first round you're all dry second round's a bit harder if you're if you're sweating but look there we go davy ramos daniel what are you on there davy ramos couldn't submit islam so i'll skip that bet you never know (laughs) yeah davy was a solid man as well he's a solid grappler like i say ladies and gentlemen i want you look after yourself look after each other keep well keep healthy keep happy enjoy the fight enjoy the fight God I'll be back next week for the TJ Dillashaw and Corey San Hagan. hopefully the fight doesn't fall through it's a ston- stonkingly good fight but uh, check it all out next week and again like subscribe and